This episode of End User is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, well, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's completely free, completely free. It's got incredible creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or from your web browser and your computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a bunch of other services. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's got an integrated ad program right in the app. And altogether, it's basically everything you need to make a podcast in one single place. I've been with Anchor since the very beginning, and I've loved it all the way through. Join me on Anchor, download the free Anchor app wherever apps are downloaded, or go to anchor.fm to get started. In IT, the term end user exists solely to distinguish between the people for whom a hardware or software product is designed and those who actually design, build, and distribute it. For that definition, I have to thank someone named Margaret Rouse, who uh, contributed that to a website called whatis.techtarget.com that I'd never uh, seen before, which is odd because I've actually seen every website on the internet. Um, And I just picked it because it's the most succinct. And it was born out of a particular culture, and that's people who know things about computers. once called these people a bunch of different names, and they still are called a bunch of different names and titles. Uh, my fiance is in IT, good old information technology. But once you, of course, get to the Bay Area, then no one's title makes sense because they all adopted it themselves. But there's a narrative that people who know things about computers like to further, and it's that they are in the minority. But they shouldn't be anymore, right? I mean, just think about how huge Google is. And I mean, Shouldn't every Google employee um, know as much as the kid that had a water-cooled Doom rig next door when you were growing up? They should know more, right? They should, but they should be able to have a conversation. But the definition of nerd, of, of someone who knows things about computers, of the archetype is, well, it was never really true, but it, it, it now it's especially not because they have the money. They have the power. Guess what, folks? If you identify yourself as a nerd, I, I mean, that's not, you're not being self-deprecating anymore. Even if you're about to make that argument, like even that, it just, you are the, the, in the spotlight right now because you've got a lot of fucking money. I went to MAGFest, Music and Gaming Festival, in 2016, and there was an Aston Martin Vantage in the circle drive of the Gaylord Hotel where Donald Trump gave his inaugural address, and its plates said, Hentai, 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 Hentai. 
If this is the notion that is happening, if I'm going to be doing a technology podcast, hosting or, or spirit, you know, whatever, um, there are a lot of things that I would like to begin it with that would preface what will be the general theme um, probably for like 40 years. Please don't let me do this that long. Please unsubscribe. But and that preface is an assumption as this assumption. It's that the stigma in 80s movies about 60s high school culture is still fundamentally the norm in many other ways that are much more culturally concerning too, of course, but this is what I know, so we're going to stick with this one, okay? And I'm not by any means saying, please stop calling me a nerd. No, I'm doing a, I'm doing a technology podcast. I, you know, you, please do. That's fine. You may disparage me all you wish. All that I would ask. And also any other white guy, that's fine. Any other white, you know, computer dude, that's totally fine. It's not that. The problem is that you're underselling yourself because in implying that it's strange to be interested in knowing things about computers and, and being computer literate, um, which is already an outdated term, basically being uh, technology literate, techno literate. If that is inherently strange for the most people, then we should really be afraid that those most people are going to even further distance themselves from the superpowers that wield technology with power than they already are. And trust me, that divide is so, so gargantuan. It'll probably be referred to in every single one of these that I do. But I'm David Blue, and I have a particular relationship with technology that I think gives me a unique perspective in some specific ways, and in a handful, even some authority. I've spent the majority of the past three years, and I mean the majority, like 98% of my time or something like that. My laptop was on for three months straight. Um, sort of learning digital media in my own way by launching an online magazine called Extratone, extratone.com. And in that journey, I kind of distanced myself from the old conversations that I used to have about technology on our old podcast, Drycast. I won't mention that again. Um, and we're in a kind of transitional stage right now, and I, I need to twiddle my thumbs a little bit on that. Um, so I thought I would talk about technology just sort of uh, without restriction, since I was doing it anyway, and launch a blog because, you know, you discover that the, the whole mystic about blogs is actual, actually total bullshit, and some of the best writing of the 21st century so far is in a fucking blog format. Um, that blog is called bilge.world, and it's not going to be differentiated from this in the sense that my summation of, uh, of my voice, talking about technology, if you need a, a, you know, a log line, is uh, I, I every once in a while see like odd things that really bother me. Um, and sometimes people find that entertaining, so I just am therefore given an opportunity to be vocal about it, like Twitter lists. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I don't know. I would imagine that someone out there is going to be entertained. Um, and hopefully at least, I don't know, once every 40 hours or so, you'll hear something that gives you a new perspective that enables you to see something in a different way. If you're like new to Anchor, if this is the first time you've ever seen it and you're hearing my voice, well, of course you should know that, you know, I don't represent the rest of the people on the app. That's a norm. But this is a very strange amalgamation of show ideas. And a lot of them are two informed people talking about something. And I just want to make sure that you check out the technology section before you spend too much time on me. Um, in case you like really hate pauses. I'm sorry, I can't. There's no truncate silence feature in Anchor. And, uh, my mind's a little slow these days. So thanks for bearing with me. 
Um, but there are a lot of other technology podcasts and they're like not a swamp though. If you go to the featured section and then go to technology, um, there's some really interesting stuff there. Uh, but you're not going to find, um, reply all or code switch, but instead you'll find some real honesty and some real experience, which is especially lacking in tech media. Um, and that, that's a great bullet in the outline. Uh, I personally began writing about technology again because I couldn't stand the lack of coverage for for a few specific subjects. One of uh, basically, I was used to um, the era of gadget blogs when I was fourteen or so. Um, I really got into reading about technology that went back when it was exciting and the future was exciting and enchanting and everything was going to be great. Um, I started to really expect a depth. Um, sort of an irreverence uh, that it took a while for me to realize is actually impossible from publications like The Verge um, now. I can always just think of Vox Properties for whatever reason, which might say something, but there just is no longer a story in the technology itself for popular media, but in the characters surrounding it, like Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. And I totally understand that people are more interesting than tech, sort of, but the reality is there's really less and less of a barrier between the consumer and these companies that are that have every incentive to just become more and more negligent that is not to say that these stories are not important or really even that they aren't the most important thing under the beat of technology but while we're wondering about our you know existential future and whether or not google is just going to decide that it's better for us if it starts doing illegal things um you know considering that it's deleted its ethics uh, lines from its ethics policy. Anyway, uh, while all that's happening, ultimately you gotta, you gotta buy a phone. You gotta buy a computer. And oh my goodness, have we been ripped off. I have been ripped off, but we'll talk more about that in the future. For those, um, who are not end users, uh, which we gotta, we gotta come up with a term for that. And I know there are a lot of you on this app. Well, thanks for sticking with me that this long. Um, you're probably a father if you have that much patience, and I uh, do appreciate you. Because then we'd have to fight, and that would make for the most... I actually don't know if anyone would know what was happening, but we would have to fight to the death because I just bought a compact portable. But Jesus, I've gotten off my outline. Let's go back to the outline. Finishing up subjects I want to use end user to discuss. Speaking of compact, actually, the summation of the solution, sort of, to all of what I just ranted about is to look beyond the companies, beyond tech media beyond the years and years of accumulated brand loyalty and all the money and the bullshit and find what's actually progressing the real new stuff the innovative stuff because it is there it will always be there um, even if google accidentally squashes every you know nine out of ten uh and a lot of them yes go under the label open source um, which I'm just going to go ahead and uh, adopt sincerely. I, I believe in open source, um, if only because I have been 100%. I've only used open source hof- uh, software uh, for the past two years. Um, and I use computers like more than anyone else you know. 
um, and my experience was bettered from before. Open source, real progression. That's what we want to see in the in the actual technical side. And I love doing, I love finding great applications, great software, um, and reviewing it. So you can look for that. And if I'm reviewing it, it's like because it's worth your time because it does something that nothing else quite has before. That's something I can do with actual worthwhile competitive authority. I think um, I actually do care about stuff working well. I think you know what I'm talking about. And then back to the broader sense. Basically, the monopolies are just waging a, a involuntary class war against us. And that involves the statistic that 10% of the adult population of the United States cannot read functionally as we enter. Well, actually, we're in like the, the pre the pubescence, probably of the greatest um, literary, the greatest literate revolutionary revolution in the history of the species. Right. People today, just the average words read per day um i would imagine shot up hundreds of times it, it had you know no data but it has to have because we read messages we're digital that's a big issue but i i uh, i'll leave that to the literary or i'm sorry the literacy organizations and you know there is the uh, the worst monopoly potential of all time if it's not already happening and the component of artificial intelligence which is less scary but like more kind of just inconvenient than uh than you'd probably think and there's all of that but uh i'm not quite that smart frankly if you are i'd love to have you on i want to hear your voice i hope that we get um some interviews specifically uh actually the first really really inspiring um kind of just like 100 percent enthralling uh essays on technology and its implications and the companies that make it um come from logic magazine a publication that i discovered like a week and a half ago um something that I've been complaining about, the, all the complaints that I've had for years, personally, seem to, uh, about tech media, to be answered in this one publication. There are some stipulations, though. It uh, is run by a handful of, like, I think all of them are, like, Ivy League, um, and then it's in the Bay. That's not where I go, but I understand, because their goal is um, basically to, to take, like, almost village voice level um meticulousness in their prose and their words um and but you know they uh they all have tech backgrounds basically so um like short tech backgrounds um logic magazine logicmag.io uh if you are still with me if these subjects like if you care about them and if you've been saying shit like none of the t technology news websites have anything to do with technology except for computer world well i mean this isn't your um hardware review stuff but it is the editorial pages of Byte. It's as close as, as we're going to come. And, I, um, and unfortunately or fortunately, that was just unfortunate, actually. It is more desperately needed now and has been for a long time. I know that you're not the victim of anything, but I also know that to survive, you've probably developed this veneer of controlled apathy because you see so many consumers making so many bad decisions, including your family around you, that you could just directly uh, prevent, you could just directly save them a ton of money um, and get them a better experience. But because they don't want to hear it, they won't listen to you. This is a big story, and it's a it's a complicated one. Um, it's kind of next on my list, and well, I'll just say it's about Linux. But before we get before I get ahead of myself, um, and how well it's like the last time that it cried wolf. It's not it's not crying wolf anymore. However, the tale works. Anyway, I'm David Blue. Bilge.world is the blog. Is the is the super WordPress enabled blog. Um, you can call in 
here on Anchor, and I, I really would love it if you did. Um, I'm doing this as a one-person show because I missed talking about technology, but I don't have anyone that wants to hear it anymore. And not only did I miss it, but I need to talk about it every once in a while to write effectively about that or about it. So, um, And honestly, it doesn't work quite as well if it's not with someone else. So I'd love to have you call in like, and leave a voicemail on a segment or hey seriously let me know let's get on a, a phone call sometime um and you can tell me how much better ibm was than compact because then we would have to fight and that would make for the most i actually don't know if anyone would know what was happening but we would have to fight to the death because i just bought a compact portable but jesus i've gotten off my outline let's go back to the outline finishing up subjects i want to use end user to discuss speaking of compact actually the summation of the solution sort of to all of what i just ranted about is to look beyond the companies beyond tech media beyond the years and years of accumulated brand loyalty and all the money and the bullshit and find what's actually progressing the real new stuff the innovative stuff because it is there it will always be there um, even if google accidentally squashes every you know nine out of ten uh and a lot of them yes go under the label open source um, which I'm just going to go ahead and uh, adopt sincerely. I, I believe in open source, um, if only because I have been 100%. I've only used open source hof, uh, software uh, for the past two years. Um, and I use computers like more than anyone else you know. Um, and my experience was bettered from before. Open source, real progression. That's what we want to see in the in the actual technical side. And I love doing, I love finding great applications, great software, um, and reviewing it. So you can look for that. And if I'm reviewing it, it's like because it's worth your time because it does something that nothing else quite has before. That's something I can do with actual worthwhile competitive authority. I think um, I actually do care about stuff working well. I think you know what I'm talking about. And then back to the broader sense. Basically, the monopolies are just waging a, a involuntary class war against us. And that involves the statistic that 10% of the adult population of the United States cannot read functionally as we enter. Well, actually, we're in like the, the pre the pubescence, probably of the greatest um, literary, the greatest literate revolutionary revolution in the history of the species. Right. People today, just the average words read per day, um, I would imagine shot up hundreds of times. It, it had, you know, no data, but it has to have because we read messages. We're digital. That's a big issue. But I, I, uh, I'll leave that to the literary. Or I'm sorry, the literacy organizations. And, you know, there is the uh, the worst monopoly potential of all time, if it's not already happening, and the component of artificial intelligence, which is less scary, but, like, more kind of just inconvenient than, uh, than you'd probably think. And there's all of that, but uh, I'm not quite that smart, frankly. If you are, I'd love to have you on. I want to hear your voice. I hope that we get um, some interviews. Specifically, uh, actually, the first really, really inspiring um, kind of just like 100% enthralling uh, essays on technology and its implications and the companies that make it um, come from Logic Magazine, a publication that I discovered like a week and a half ago. Um, 
something that I've been complaining about, the, all the complaints that I've had for years, personally, seem to, uh, about tech media, to be answered in this one publication. There are some stipulations, though. It uh, is run by a handful of, like, I think all of them are, like, Ivy League, um, and then it's in the Bay. That's not where I go, but I understand because their goal is um, basically to, to take, like, almost village voice level um, meticulousness in their prose and their words. Um, and, but, you know, they, uh, they all have tech backgrounds, basically. So, um, like, short tech backgrounds. Um, Logic Magazine, logicmag.io. Uh, if you are still with me, if these subjects, like, if you care about them, and if you've been saying shit like, none of the t technology news websites have anything to do with technology, except for computer world. Well, I mean, this isn't your um, hardware review stuff, but it is the editorial pages of Byte. It's as close as, as we're going to come. And, I, um, and unfortunately or fortunately, that was just unfortunate, actually, it is more desperately needed now and has been for a long time. <laughs> You know, there's like an infinite amount of stuff to be said about the way that we interact with software at any given time. I could give into the temptation to just cite a bunch of stories for you right now, but instead let's conclude this. Hopefully I communicated what I think should be done here as an end user, the anchor podcast, the one man rant, the, the guy who likes to sit in his car at night and talk to his phone about software. Welcome. I'm going to start charging for these soon. Um, all right. I'm just going to let you go. Okay. And we will talk soon. Um, next episode, let's talk about iOS 12. I think I'll probably be done fiddling enough that I'll, I'll know what's going on. And maybe the one after that, I'll talk about virtual machining and all the software exploration I've been doing in WinWorld's PC. It sounds boring, but I think like even the most computer-hating people are going to find it entertaining, um, like how creative software companies were, were before Microsoft Office and Bill Gates killed them. For now, just be impressed that I haven't mentioned my Compaq Portable Plus that I got last week more than once, but there are a bunch of photos all over the official uh, Compaq Club Tumblr account. It's compactclub.tumblr.com. Bilge.world slash Compaq takes you to the homepage of the new Church of Compaq, which may or may not be the hottest new um, religion. All right, Gramps is finally on his way out the door now. Remember, you can contact me any way you want, and you'll hear from me next time. Thank you, and good morning.
said hentai. 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 <laughs>